Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, you're right about that, Pramila Jayapal. That's not going to... Because they were living side by side in peace. And then Hamas attacked and murdered and raped and gutted and decapitated and waged a ghoulish, blood-drenched jihad against their next-door neighbors. But um, Pramila Jayapal is too dishonest or too unintelligent to appreciate that she is a useful idiot for the jihad. I think she's a willing participant, actually. Speaking of willing participants, before getting back to the, the worldwide jihad and the left, here's an amazing story from thewashingtonpost.com. Tomorrow, the Washington Post is hosting... The Global Women's Summit. It's the Global Women's Summit. That's what uh, they're hosting. And uh, as such, they're going to have women, you'd think, right? And uh, what kind of women are they going to have for the Women's Summit? Maybe they they could have, uh, I don't know, made championship women swimmers, women that have stood up for, uh, you know, for women in athletics, college athletics, professional athletics. Maybe have Riley Gaines down there to talk about all the great work she's doing standing up for women. And Title IX, remember when the left cared about Title IX and women? They don't anymore. Boy, do they not anymore. But we've got uh, a a different thing going on at uh, the Washington Post tomorrow. It's their, their second annual Global Women's Summit. And they have uh, speakers that they're going to have people who will speak. And you might think that they're going to be women, um, maybe like Riley Gaines, maybe who else? What other great women? You, you could have, uh, gosh, uh, maybe there is like a great woman running for president as a Republican or something who was the ambassador of the United Nations and an elected politician running for president. Maybe, maybe that, maybe they could have, uh, somebody, Nikki Haley, may, maybe like that. Maybe have some, um, you know, great women. But but no, here's who they've got. Here's who they've got. They've got Fannie Willis. Do you know who Fannie Willis is? The Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney, Fannie Willis, a rabid Democrat leftist who is trying to jail the political enemy, number one, of the Democrat Party, Donald John Trump. Fannie Willis is that radical. She runs that jail down there where uh, it's like Devil's Island. They had, uh, we played some audio the other day, I think of an NBC anchor woman gleefully saying that three people died in the Fulton County Jail just that month, just that month that uh, Donald Trump was going to be booked there, right? 
and uh, and they're very. This Fanny Willis is a radical. She's an extremist. She is a uh, political activist, and she is abusing her government post, which the Democrats think is what government posts are for, to target your political uh, enemies and and so on. And Fanny Willis, uh, she runs a nightmare of a medieval jail in uh, the Atlanta area, and and um, and she's horrible, but she's a violently, virulently anti-Trump voice. So the Washington Post invited her to come and speak at their second annual Global Women's Summit for 2023, don't you know? And that's tomorrow. I hope that uh, the jihadis, um, you know, attacking the pro-Israel rally on the mall don't get in the way of their of their little plan here. But wait, there's more, because there's more. There's not the only woman they're having speak. They've also, well, let me... Let me uh, let me uh, check that phrasing, because they've also invited Montana Democratic State Legislator Zoe Zephyr, Zoe Zephyr, Z O O E Y Z E P H Y R, Zoe Zephyr. Zoe Zephyr is being invited because Zoe Zephyr, the Montana Democrat, is the first transgender state legislator in the United States of America to be elected to office in Montana, of all places. Zoe Zephyr, transgender, actually a man with a penis and testicles, speaking at the Democrats' Global Women's Summit because they've erased gender. They don't understand gender. They don't believe in gender anymore. Wow. I hope the next time there's an invocation, when you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. <laughs> Zoe Zephyr is a man, man. And the uh, Democrats at the Washington Post are hosting a man at the Women's Summit because he says he's a woman. And they have Fannie Willis, the radical anti-Trump Bolshevik prosecutor, uh, in Georgia, and that's good enough for the Democrats in Fulton County. A jail County. that is accustomed to holding defendants facing charges up to and including violent crimes where stabbings are frequent. Actually, three people have lost their lives over the last month. That jail... She left. ...is where the disgraced ex-president of these United States is heading right now. He's the disgraced ex-president. She's a disgraced uh, never-news anchor. She's not an ex-news anchor. That's Nicole Wallace. She was in politics, which is the fastest path to an anchor job in the United States of America because filthy, corrupt, fake journalists run the news industry in the United States of America, and they've run it into the side of a mountain. So for the, uh, their annual Women's Summit, the, and it's global. How is it global? They've got a cross-dresser from Montana and a political hack from Atlanta. And that's their Global Women's Summit. They must be so proud. Really, you guys. How good are you? Just great. Their Global Women's Summit. Just amazing. Fanny Willis. Uh, 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 uh. They should have some jihadis, too, don't you think? They should have some jihadis in there, I think. Maybe they get some jihadis. Blow it all up at the end. 
And again, tomorrow in Washington, D.C., allegedly scheduled a pro-Israel rally uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., and people are afraid to go to it. It's on the mall in Washington, D.C. It's tomorrow, and, um, and because of terrorism and the left. Amazing. Organizers of mass pro-Israel rally in Washington seek to pitch a broad tent for Jews. Why would, you, why would this even have to be talked about? Oh, because the Democrat Party is a threat to the Jewish people. All right, let's go to uh, let's go back to audio. Let's go to uh, Douglas Murray. Douglas Murray is great. He's uh, he's uh, wonderful. He's a thinker. He's British, and uh, maybe that's why he sounds smart. What do you think? Because got the you know, got the whole uh, English thing going over there. Yeah, but uh, pro-Israel rally on the Mall in Washington D.C. tomorrow, November fourteenth. And, uh, you know, part of the whole thing is terror. Will there be counter-protesters? Is it a potential target for who knows what? Because, you know, that we're only one tripwire away from a very different environment in the United States of America. And uh, we know that there are people who are pushing for this and are eager to see it happen. There are bad people out there. And... Boy, we've really brainwashed and indoctrinated our culture, our society, our universities have really brainwashed and indoctrinated a generation or more of uh, crazy, crazy people. Now, the Park Service has been told that they expect perhaps 60,000 people uh, to rally on the mall tomorrow in favor of Israel. And uh, I wonder if the police, because in London, the police didn't do anything about the pro-jihad rally. We're living in crazy times, the craziest times ever. Yeah, expecting 60,000 people for the big pro-Israel rally on the mall. And uh, whose side are you on? It is a time for choosing. Let's go to uh, Douglas Murray. Douglas Murray is an author and a writer for the British uh, version of The Spectator magazine. And he's written many great books on... Western civilization being under assault. Douglas Murray was on the Fox News channel yesterday on Sunday uh, talking about the, uh, the strange place we are today, Britain, Europe, the United States of America. There's an enormous strategic problem, you see, which is um, the first people who turn out in protest against these protesters are already, rightly or wrongly, but it's a, it's a judgment call, described as um, far-right thugs and much more. And, of course, that means that much of the reporting from yesterday, for instance, refers to anyone who's patriotic and British who turns out against the Hamas protest. They're called far-right thugs. Yeah. And all the Hamas supporters are described as peaceful protesters. <laughs> so it's a totally upside-down world. 500,000 pro-Palestinian demonstrators stormed London yesterday. American protests held near Biden's Delaware mansion and also on college campuses. And, and there are funny headlines today that made me laugh about um, college campuses feeling pressure to combat anti-Semitism on their campuses. 
And I've got to say, I, I, I said, why is anti-Semitism rampant on American college campuses? And the short answer is the left. It's the Democrats. It honestly is. I mean, there is, is there another possible answer? I don't believe that there is another possible answer. The left has been brainwashing and indoctrinating, and, you know, you're not men, you're not women, you're all transgender, you're socialists, you don't believe in capitalism, America is terrible, the founding fathers are awful, uh, and uh, you're pro-jihad. You're a genocidal anti-Semite. And it's carried the day with a great many young Americans in the 21st century who apparently know very, very little about the 20th century. And um, Douglas Murray has been writing on the subject for quite some time. And it's something I was just talking about, sort of, that a lot of people are afraid to go down to the pro-Israel rally on the mall tomorrow in Washington, D.C., because that's what terrorism is all about. But I do think that the reaction of the police to some of those counter-protesters yesterday and the nature of some of those counter-protesters is going to scare off a lot of other British people from appearing on the streets, turning out on the streets and saying, we just don't like this. Yeah, well, you know, and, they, and again, the police are shepherding the jihadis carrying the Hamas flag and not the British flag, as in New York, they were tearing down the American flag and replacing it with the Hamas flag, which is the flag of jihad, anti-Western civilization. And you've got Democrat youths all over the United States of America on college campuses and beyond and in workplaces and on the streets of Washington and beyond with the Palestinian flag, not the American flag, not the Israeli flag, but that's the flag of jihad. Right now, that is the flag of jihad. That is the flag right now of Hamas, which is a genocidal gang of racist cutthroats who have earned the sympathies or won the sympathies of the American left and the Democrat Party on college campuses and beyond, author Douglas Murray. I've always had great faith in the American public to be able to turn out and counter terrorism on their streets and on our streets in America. But it's much, much more complex in Britain and in Europe, where people are just cowed, I think, into believing, you know, we've sort of all got to get along somehow, and that includes the people who call for the eradication of the Jews. I mean, it's just lamentable that it should get to this. Lamentable is a very generous British word, given the circumstances that we're discussing here. Extraordinary. And uh, the college campuses truly and extraordinarily disturbing, he disturbing headline after headline after headline this weekend and today, college campuses under pressure to combat anti-Semitism. Why would college campuses find themselves in this situation where they need to combat rampant anti-Semitism on their campuses, how could that have happened? It really is um, American education that has most failed people mm. here, I think. Oh. Um, British universities, all the problems they have, do not have the kind of indoctrination which has led us to see scenes as we have at university after university in the US. You know, mm. with, I mean, after the biggest massacre of Jews since the Holocaust, Jewish students at US universities are the ones being hounded. I mean, yeah. how on earth did that happen? It's much worse, actually, in America at that level. Uh, in Germany, 
Germany that would not be allowed mm. and there would be a mm. much stronger response. I hope there's a strong response in America to this too. In Germany it wouldn't be allowed because they don't allow Nazism. You know, once stung, twice shy. See? They don't allow not it's it's illegal in uh, this whole Nazism thing. Genocidal anti-Semitism is frowned upon in Germany, but not at Harvard and not at Columbia University and not at UC Berkeley and not at the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., not on college campuses across America, not in the streets of America, where the new Nazism for the 21st century has really gotten a lot of traction. And now college campuses are, according to newspapers, experiencing pressure to combat the rampant anti-Semitism, genocidal anti-Semitism, on American college campuses. Who could imagine? Yet here we are. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, there's a lot of news to talk about. Oh, no, another looming government shutdown, and the new Speaker of the House is a Republican, and it's all his fault. Everything we hear from the media is a lie. At least in part, but usually you don't have to qualify it at all. And a hilarious story, D.C. is looking at getting rid of their social worker exam. You'll never guess why I want to share that with you. That's an amazing story. But first I want to share another another story with you. And There are lots of big stories today, but we just learned moments ago that uh, Marianne Trump Berry That's Donald Trump's oldest sister has died. Marianne Trump, now Marianne Trump Berry, Donald Trump's oldest sister has died at the age of 86. And, uh, you know, if you're interested, you go online and look at the Democrats hating because they're good at that. Yeah, they're good at hating on the Internet. They're good at hating on the street. They're good at smashing windows and stealing things. But... um, that just in. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, again, we just got the news moments ago that Marianne Trump Berry, President Trump's oldest sister, 86 years old, has died. 
and uh, Marianne Berry, Marianne Trump Berry, Berry, her married name, of course, a former federal judge and prosecutor, none of them are really very successful, was selected by President Ronald Reagan to serve on the federal district court in New Jersey in 1983. She was then subsequently nominated by then-President Bill Clinton to the Third Court of Appeals in 1999 and retired in 2019. 2019, 20 years later, she retired from the bench. We haven't heard a lot out of her, but that's 20 years on the bench. And, of course, she retired while President Trump was in the White House. Her retirement in 2019 came amid, this is CNN doing a hit piece on her in paragraph number two. Her retirement came amid an investigation into whether she violated judicial conduct rules by committing tax fraud. Following reporting from the New York Times, if you can't believe them, who can you believe, that alleged the former president and his siblings utilized tax schemes to inflate their inheritances because they wanted to pay more in taxes. A disclosure form from Barry's, the sister, Senate confirmation that presented a $1 million contribution from a Trump family-owned company. Oh, no, another million-dollar contribution to a charity. Reportedly played a vital, though inadvertent, role in uncovering the alleged fraud. Sure. CNN's very angry because she retired the investigation into Barry closed, leaving her entitled to an annual retirement salary. I don't think she needed the money. And free from judicial rebuke. Her attorney denied the allegations. That's it. That's CNN just turns it into a hit piece because they're filth. Their filth, I think, is the explanation for that. Pretty extraordinary. Boy. Definitely, we should all go to the Washington Post Global Women's Summit tomorrow with Fannie Willis, the the Soviet prosecutor going after the political enemies of the Democrat Party and abusing her power. She should be in prison. She should be in that jail where everybody dies. And Nicole Wallace laughed when she said three people died in the prison, in the jail that month. And uh, there was some ridiculous number of people died that year. I don't remember the exact number. I do remember that the number of people that died in that jail. And Nicole Wallace laughs. She's an NBC News anchor, seven-figure anchor. Amazing. All right, now let's get back to the Democrats because, you know, they love to call everybody Nazis, um, which is ironic and absurd in the scheme of things. Um. There were man-on-the-street interviews done at a, an anti-Israel rally, a pro-Hamas rally in New York over the weekend where the pro-Hamas Democrats and jihadis, but I repeat myself, were tearing down American flags wherever they found them and replacing them with Hamas flags. The Hamas flag was big in New York over the weekend, and Jews were told to shelter in place because it's not safe for them in New York City, just like it's not safe for them on college campuses across America. So here is a protester, pro-Hamas, anti-Semite protester in New York, explaining 
that Hitler knew just what to do with the Jews, and they do too. If the West feels so sorry for the Israeli Zionists, why don't they give a place in Germany? Why don't they go to Hitler's back garden and make an occupation there? Then they will know what kind of people these are. Why every so many hundred years, the Zionists get slaughtered? Because Hitler knew how to deal with these people. They probably made a program so they can create a state of Israel in the expense of Palestinian Muslims' blood. Yeah, they probably made, the Jews probably made the pogrom so they could create the state of Israel. Um, he seems like an angry man, an unbalanced man. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, President Trump uh, was being attacked over the weekend for making sense again. And uh, you know how they hate people that make sense and they don't want people to tell the truth because that would ruin everything the whole program is based on. So the uh, CNN headline is Trump plots. I like the word plots. He, he said it out loud at a rally. Trump plots mass detention and deportation of undocumented immigrants. I can see the rail spurs and the, you know, I believe it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a hero of the Democrat Party. We just built a massive monument to him on the mall a few years ago in Washington, D.C. And he threw all Japanese and Japanese Americans into detention camps. Couldn't deport them because then they'd go fight for the Empire of Japan. But CNN is very spun up about this, and they're not alone. Trump plans for a second term include deportation raids, tariffs, mass firings. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I'd vote for that. That sounds pretty darn good. The New York Times details Trump's vile plan for mass deportations and prison camps. They put prison camps in here. He didn't say anything of the kind, but that doesn't matter. Uh, the Daily Cause, the New York Times, Pravda, uh, the Tehran Daily News. If Americans choose to reelect Donald Trump next year, they will be voting for what can fairly, fairly be described as a police state. Oh, speaking of which, I, I watched that movie Police State over the weekend. Uh, it was fun. It was good. I knew almost everything in there, but I think it was a, a good encapsulation of a lot of things that are wrong with our country right now, all being driven by the left and the Democrats, but the likes of which has been seldom contemplated in this country. Well, not since FDR put all the Japanese Americans in prison camps because he was such a racist, not to be confused with Woodrow Wilson, the progressive Democrat who segregated the military, supported the KKK because he was such a racist. And then there's... You know, Barack Obama isn't there. So uh, there, that was uh, in uh, New York. The Hitler knew what to do with the Jews, and uh, they created their own fake genocide, their own face, so they could create the state of Israel. And um, in, in New York over the weekend, the chants sounded like this. If we don't get no justice, then they don't get no peace. Their grammar is very poor, wouldn't you agree? And 
What no uh, peace on stolen land, and Israel is stolen land, so no peace until they kill all the Jews. This is genocide. We're watching it in real time. Pay attention. It's time for decent people to stand up on behalf of civilization and against jihad, against the West. Uh, but they've recruited Greta von Funberg. Greta von Funberg, 90% of her fun is below the waterline. And she's an environmental fascist. She's a brainwashed, indoctrinated child. Although I think she's 18 now, isn't she? And uh, that's uh, age of majority. So the Democrats can take her to Epstein. Oh, no, she's, she's aged out of Epstein Island, hasn't she? She's, she's too old for the Democrats. Bill Clinton doesn't want her anymore. Um, what happened to Epstein's plane and his island? Who's using, who's using his stuff now? But uh, Greta von Funberg is out there, and she's chanting anti-Israel chants as well. No climate justice on occupied land. No climate justice on occupied land. Greta von Funberg, Greta Thunberg, she is an environmental Nazi. She's uh, kind of the Eva Braun of the environmental movement. All right, now let's go back to, since we're talking about Barack Obama and his party and what he's done, uh, he's, he's the man behind the curtain with the sock puppet, uh, Joe Biden. And, oh yeah, speaking of which, the left-wing radical typist Jonathan Martin at Politico has a piece today. Here's how Biden can turn it around. Yeah, he can turn it around. And, uh, and he writes, buried in the story, that uh, Biden's inner circle don't believe that he's up to the job. See, the, uh, the problem is his capacity to do the job is in question. The left-wing typist Jonathan Martin types in the Politico. And he types... The oldest president in history when he first took the oath, Biden will not be able to govern and campaign in the manner of previous incumbents. He simply does not have the capacity to do so. And his staff doesn't trust him to even try, as they make clear by blocking him from the press. Biden's bid will give new meaning to a Rose Garden campaign. And it requires accommodation to do that unavoidable fact of life. And now, this is so here's the, the left wing uh, type. So he's a bootlick for the Democrat Party. Talks about the oldest president in history when he first took the oath, will not be able to govern and campaign in the manner of it, previous incumbents. Look, he can't govern at all, and he can't campaign at all, and he couldn't campaign last time around. He can't do either. He couldn't do either. But you guys dragged, dragged his dead body across the finish line. All right? Weekend at Bernie's. So uh, now here they are admitting it. On Friday, three days ago, Biden's campaign team briefed the president, first lady, vice president, and senior White House aides about plans for the rest of this calendar year on organization, advertising, and messaging. The president made clear he's willing to increase his focus on Trump, but he also did little to hide his frustration that voters don't grasp his accomplishments and pressed his advisors to do more to convey his record, citing the importance of testimonials. Now, 
this is the fake, this is the big lie. Other people are going to come out and tell us how great everything is, and that's what they're doing now. And the economy's great, and empty grocery store shelves are great, and your Walgreens on the corner closing because of looting. Great. It's all great. And the empty grocery store shelves, and the price of used cars, and the price of news cars. Everything's great. All right, let's get to Obama, because um, Obama stirred up a couple of, uh, of uh, tempers, including law professor emeritus at Harvard, Alan Dershowitz. Here's Barack Obama the other day getting people rankled. What Hamas did was horrific. Horrific? And there's no justification for it. Justification for it? And what is also true is that the, the occupation. Occupation. And what's happening to Palestinians is, is unbearable. And what is true I talk her. is that there are people right now who are dying who have nothing to do with what Hamas did. People are dying that have never died before. Uh, it's the occupation. He's a high talker. Then this one time at band camp. Uh, let's go to Alan Dershowitz, because Alan Dershowitz, law professor emeritus, Harvard University, uh, posted a video uh, where he decided to take issue with what Obama said about Israel being occupied territory and deserving the genocide that his pastor, the, uh, Jeremiah Wright, and his fellow travelers are so eager to carry out. No, you can't make those kinds of comparisons, Barack Obama. And I have to tell you, what you did is just despicable. It's beneath contempt. And um, and whatever respect I had for you, I have absolutely lost. Fortunately, so have many other Americans uh, lost respect for you. And I'm hoping that you have no influence on the current administration, future Democratic administration. Please. He is and that your current lack of morality ends up in the in the dustbin of history where where it belongs. Uh, his lack of morality is the, the backbone of the Democrat Party, and he is the Biden administration. You don't think that sock puppet from Kukla, Fran, and Ali is really running the country, do you? Alan Dershowitz. I'm ashamed that I was your friend. I'm ashamed that I invited you to my birthday party. Birthday I'm ashamed party. that I accepted your invitation to the Oval Office. And I'm ashamed that I allowed you to fool me into thinking that you actually uh, supported Israel. You do not. Nobody who has any love for Israel in their heart would ever make the kind of uh, obscene, obnoxious comparison you made between murder, rape, kidnapping, burning of, of, of civilians and, and a disputed occupation that could have ended over and over again if the Palestinians had only uh, accepted the deals offered by President Clinton and by others in the American administration, not by you. You didn't do anything to help the peace process. But Clinton did, and and Trump did, and and others did, but not you. Uh, he's a jihadi, you know. He's hey, he's, he's Barack. Remember, you couldn't say Hussein Obama. You couldn't say Barack Hussein Obama. Otherwise, you were a terrible racist, Alan Dershowitz. All you did was condemn Israel and allow Israel to be condemned at the United Nations. So um, don't count me as a a friend or supporter or admirer. I was, and I got fooled. Fooled once. Shame on you, fool twice, shame on me. I'll never, ever be fooled or misled again by, by Barack Obama. A pretty smart guy. You should have listened to me, Dersh. You'd have been all caught up if you just listened to the Chris Plant show every day for years on end. Be much more well-informed than you apparently are. 
disappointing Dershowitz. Yeah, I knew all that, Dersh. I could have told you. Over a nice glass of Manischewitz. Man, oh, Manischewitz. I'm ashamed that I was your friend. I'm ashamed that I invited you to my birthday party. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Now, kind of a crazy story. Alan Dershowitz uh, lamented inviting Barack Obama to his birthday party. Turns out it was in 2013, Martha's Vineyard. Alan Dershowitz invited Barack Obama. He asked for a guest list, oh, Barack Obama did, to see whether he wanted to go to the party. And Obama saw that Dershowitz had invited Geraldo Rivera in addition to inviting Barack Obama. And he said, I'm not coming to your party if Geraldo Rivera is there, so disinvite Geraldo Rivera. And Dershowitz said, I'm a loyal guy, so I said to the President of the United States, no, Geraldo Rivera is coming, you can stay away. And the President of the United States stayed away from my 75th birthday party because I invited Geraldo Rivera. What a putz. What a putz. Now, you may have heard uh, Senator Tim Scott, number 24, announced on Fox News, big surprise, night before last, that he's not running for president anymore. When I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential uh, candidate. I am suspending my campaign. I, I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. He's such a nice guy, such a decent guy, and uh, he, he, he bowed out. And, uh, not a decent person. Let's go to Megan Rapino. She is uh, just a total pain in the rumpus, uh, egomaniac, lunatic. And, um, you know, for a brief time, uh, an okay kick-the-ball soccer player, who cares? And then, you know, doesn't win when it counts most of the time, right? And uh, she decided that because um, her life isn't going perfectly, that there is no God. I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. Clearly. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there is a... This is f***ed up. Um, so, yeah, it just... It's just she she suffered an injury, uh, which is all the proof you need to know that there is no God. Is no God. And Gavin Newsom, the uh, China communist China suck up, um, he is uh, finally cleaning up San Francisco because Chinese leader Xi Jinping is coming to San Francisco. Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true. Yeah. Commie, simp, wimp. I'll get back to more of that tomorrow.
The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 